Okay, guys. Yeah, Woody, I'm really great to, to have you on the show. Um, you know, this is um, <laughs> this is something that I've actually been tr been trying to creatively come up with just to talk about uh, Robert R, R. Kelly. Um, probably one of our, from especially from the 90s, uh, one of our uh, sort of greatest songwriters, singers, producers. Um, so I wanted to tackle this subject in in sort of three in three categories. Um, one as a professional therapist who works with children under under twenty, um, mm. and understanding what he's been convicted of. Um, mm -hmm. But I also want to then look at him as a music fan, you know, um, which is which is different. But then I also wanted to also reflect on how it was being yourself being a recording artist in the nineties. And seeing R. Kelly as a com contemporary, you know, as a as a, a you know as a colleague, a con contemporary and stuff, so so that we can just get a, a just a holistic side side to it. And then we just find, round up by by mentioning that um, it's you know whether it is possible to separate the the person from the person personality and what they've done from from the the creativity, the music or the arts and stuff. Mm -hmm. um but you know as i as i wanted to start off with i i wanted to just start off with what you know as a as a therapist one of the things that um um okay you know actually instead of just starting off with the with the abuse stuff i wanted to start off as a fan and and just to say that i do remember um when his davy album came out the r kelly and public announcement and you know i didn't like vibe i thought my goodness he's this is guy part two you know and then he even he because I in in the midst of this he 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 does mention Teddy and he's you know he 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 seems to be copying so I was really didn't like the the tracks because I thought he was copying Guy which is my favorite group mm. but then he started to come up with Mr DJ and Honey Love and I'm yeah. like whoa okay this is not what Guy is doing and he <laughs> and they took it to a different level then he came out with um um was it Twelve Play or R Kelly second I can't remember. If I look, I think it was twelve play. He came out with yeah, yeah. He he came out with the Yeah, he came out with twelve play, and you know he you know that completely just just like well okay not you know you guy had finished and you know Jodeci was 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 still out there, and then came with R Kelly, then R and two then he just it was just hit after hit, and he was producing and stuff and. You know, it. I don't know. So, as a contemporary, what was it like? You know, when he came out with either the 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 um, R. Kelly public announcement or Twelve Play. And when he came out with R. Kelly public announcement, remember, he was on that show before they came out. It was Natalie Cole's Big Break, oh, and my okay. dad was a big fan of Nat King Cole, Natalie Cole's dad. So we used to sit there and watch the show just to see Nat King Cole's daughter on the show and she you know she's a great artist in her own right too but just watch her hosting the show and then these guys came out R. Kelly and his group I think they called themselves MGM back then oh so. the MGM that's okay yeah, won, that yeah they won that show so yeah, then okay. when they came out with um vibe I'm like that's the same guys that was showing my pop like that's the same guys that was on the show and I had got that album loved it and because to me he did the production wise he sounded like um guy yeah but his singing partly sounded like Marvin Winers too. Like a lot of it sounded mm -hmm. like the Winers. Like remember the interlude he had on the um, what you call him, on the R. Kelly one? Back in the days I used to say, 
can I get with you today? You told me. He was singing like the wildest. There's no rabbit, no way, no how, not today. I'm like, that sound like if the wildest was singing R&B music, that's what they would sound like. Wow. So I thought that was so dope. And he actually did a song with them. I think they peeped it too, because he did a song with them called um, Payday. On the same album that Teddy did, um, A Friend. No, he did the second album. So it was the second one. Okay, it was the second album. Yeah, so it, it wasn't. Yeah, because Teddy did the first one in ninety in um in nineteen ninety. So their second album. Okay. They they yeah Gene Griffin got involved, so they they couldn't get Teddy, so they went to R. Kelly. That's and, when they and, got all right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like just to hear you know like that sound, I was just like it fit, it felt felt like familiar it felt common to me because it sounded like he sounded like church the same with Josie like he sounded like church but just singing for the ladies instead of singing for the good lord yeah. so it's like the sound was very relatable like the runs and stuff was runs that we would have done in church like oh he, no he didn't do that like all the church singers no he didn't do that on an R&B song no he didn't just do that and he was just like so bold and unafraid to to take it there with you know like his singing and his style and he would just say whatever he felt he would say it in the song like lyrics that like before him i felt like a lot of people would beat around the bush and they would say it and that's not a bad thing like they would say certain things in a creative way but when he came along he would say it like raw you know like, I remember I had a shirt, and I'm so surprised my mama let me wear it. I think that she didn't pay attention to it. But it was a shirt with the lyrics to 12 play on it. <laughs> wear that shirt, you know, like, and take pictures of it and stuff and show girls. So it's like, hey, I don't got to do no talking. You just read the shirt. <laughs> no, 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 I'm trying to do none of that with me. But I, they say a guy could dream, you know, yeah. but he just said everything so raw. And so, you know, like... Just he just seemed like he was just an artist. Like that's what set him apart from other artists. Like he was just unafraid to to be himself creatively and put out what he had to put out for the people. You know. So as a fan, it just seemed like it was effortless to for him just to to be able to write and produce and 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 then and you know and you know there's always this talk about he stole Aaron Hall's sort of singing style and stuff. But I think. Only in the when it was our Kelly public announcement, I think by the time he got to twelve, the twelve play and 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 R. Kelly, he 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 took things to another level, and it, and it, you know it it was it was it was the singing, the lyrics, and the production which Aaron didn't have, um, and 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 almost I think Aaron felt like he was straining to his singing voice, like he had to yell and and put power, but R. Kelly just at Think that so? time. No, no, no. So this is this is after Guy. So this is when he. Uh, it, it just felt um, when I see our Aaron live, it, mm -hmm. it compared to our, our Kelly, just felt like after he did the vibe and after he tried to be like Aaron, it mm -hmm. felt like when he did Twelve Play, he he didn't try and copy that as much. He felt like, well, you know, I don't need to copy that. I I've, I'm in my my own lane. I can be my own person. I have, I have my own style of singing. He slowed it down. Um, and Aaron was used to singing a lot more up tempo, um, and Ooh. then even when Aaron came out with um, with his debut album, the the, the, the production, you know, I, we love "I Miss You" and uh, "Don't when, Be Afraid," the slow one, afraid. Oh, yeah, oh, the, the, yeah, the slow one with uh, Gerald oh, uh, Gerald Albright and yeah, stuff. Don't be afraid. Oh my goodness! Ain't that, no, ain't no, ain't no, 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 no,
Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, so. yeah. I mean, that was that was that was perfect. Production. I thought it was very different. I thought that I think the Akeli's took some key runs and stuff. And okay. the biggest thing I think that Akeli really did to make people compare him to Aaron is cutting his hair bald. I think he had like the similar look to him. You know, like I mean, just with the bald head and the goat and the goatee. Yeah, and the yeah, yeah, and the walk and the. King, I didn't yeah. think like sonically. I thought they were different. I thought he did some things that were similar to Aaron, but I thought that he had a style, and Aaron's style was just Aaron's straight church boy. Aaron's another one that's straight from church. His, I mean, you talked to, you spoke with Damien. They family is like preachers and pastors and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, Aaron yeah. sounded like a, a church man, and R. Kelly sounded churchy on like the first two albums but then once he started singing more his falsetto and stuff like you will breathe again breathe again he started doing all that that didn't sound nothing like nothing that i ever heard Aaron do when he's doing yeah. the falsetto and doing the storytelling with his songs and stuff the whole trapped in the closet and stuff <laughs> like that but he said out his own mouth i went to a show of his in baltimore now one of my um friends treated me to go see him when he came here it was him case and it was a lady from um she's an actress she's in tyler perry's um a lot of tyler perry's um productions and she opened up for them demetria i think mckinney is mm -hmm. her name but on that show r kelly actually said out his mouth he's like i shaved my head bald and ended her whole career you know he's thing <laughs> like that That's, so he was doing he was doing that like that was his thing he, that was something that he was Doing. It wasn't. I don't think it was on Aaron's side. I think Aaron yeah. was just still doing him. I ain't see him look nervous or sound nervous enough. And I yeah. think Aaron was doing what he was doing, yeah. and I was doing. I think I looked at it as him creating controversy to make people talk. You know, because a lot of times you look at it like nowadays, and that started a little while ago. But now it's more people buy more into the story behind the artist. Then they do the actual music because there's a lot of people who make great music and nobody pays it best tonight but you get on a reality show and you create drama and you throw a drink at somebody's face or yeah, you get yeah, to grab yeah. at the studio get to fighting and stuff like that that's the stuff people respond to so i think that the whole rivalry between them was more so more or less well for me it really hit me more as just like propaganda the the get attention and sell records because the music on both sides of me spoke for itself. Like I wasn't gonna, I didn't feel propelled to impelled to pick a side the way as though like, oh, mm. well, they beef it, so I'm not gonna buy his, but I'm gonna buy his shit. I bought both of them. Me is like, hey, more good music. Keep on mm. doing whatever y'all doing because I'm I'm buying all of it and I'm playing it all when I got company. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? I might make a mixtape and play them right behind each other, play them back to back. But then I'm playing the book. But then, as as when 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 you when Drew Hill came out, um, where wh where was where was R. Kelly then? As a you know, did you look and say, "Wow, that you know"? I know you because we've spoken in the past about Boys to Men and Jodeci and how you guys revered them. But how did you, as a recording artist, when you now were signed to Def Jam, and you know, you guys had your hits with "In My Bed" and and um not um, promises and and not um, um you know um you, you you know tell me and, and and stuff like that how did you then did you did what was your view about seeing r kelly as a recording artist did you think why well, he was on a another level to you guys or what was how did you guys see him at, at that time he was pretty big by the time we came out and we actually met him like right when we um like no we met i think i saw r kelly twice in my life but the first time was, there was a um, song that he put together 
And I don't know what it was originally for, but it eventually ended up being on a um, soundtrack that he did for Princess Diana. Mm -hmm. What they did for Princess Diana is a song called Every Nation. And it's basically like, it was like a We Are The World type feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Took all the R&B acts that were out at that time, like it was like Us, 112. That was the first time we met 112, I think. It was Us, 112, SWV, um, what you call him? Curtis Mayfield was even there. He was wow. in a wheelchair. He was at the top of the podium, like, because they had us all on, like, on the rise of singing like a choir. And he invited us. We was just, we were honored to be invited because he was definitely, like, already, like, a big star by that time. By the time we came on the scene, like, 96, he was probably on, like, his third or fourth album. And yeah. it's, like, before that, when I used to sing before, you know, because, like, I don't know if I told you before, I think I did, the group. We were all like solo artists in our own right. And one guy was doing production and stuff, but like the rest of the guys, we were like solo, we would do solo stuff. Mm. And so like, he was one of my favorites, like as far as singing, the guy was very, he rest in peace my barber back in the day. He used to say, y'all heard of R. Kelly? He's like, I'm gonna call him S. Kelly because S. come after R. He the next big thing. Talk about me. <laughs> and I used to like do impressions and sing like R. Kelly, you know? Like, like what I song could you- what song could you imitate R. Kelly? Man, let me see. You say I know just what you want. And I know just what you need, girl. So let it bring your body to me. Bring your body here. I'm not as good down Little Rusty, <laughs> but back then I used to really study him. So I used to have wow. it like that. Run for run, and used to have me sing in the barbershop like every week. Ain't nobody gonna give me no money, but he used to put me up and sing it for everybody while they was getting their haircut. So I didn't even get a free haircut out of it. But I used to be entertaining in the barbershop, singing R. Kelly for real. But so he was always like one of my influences, and it was cool that when we were singing the um the song that he had to sing, like he had to sing like choir parts, and he came around and showed us the part. And when I did. When he heard me, he was like walking past. You know, you can hear each person if you like a choir director. Even if when people singing together, you hear each person like you know who messing up and who's singing it right. And when he walked past me and heard me singing, and I was trying my best to sound just like him, he said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and he just looked at me like, "What the fuck? Like really, yo?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm I'm just a fan, yo. Keep continue what you doing. Please continue teaching us." But I'm I'm a fan, like vocally. His writing style, you know, like he just would, like I say, he would say things that nobody else would listen to. I'm like, yo, no, he didn't just say that. <laughs> Rewind it back to make sure you heard what you think you heard, you know? So, yeah. What was your favorite album? Because he had, okay, let me just, I will, I will listen to the ones up to 20, about, you know, so he had 12 play. Yeah, well, he had um, Welcome Entered, Welcome to the 90s with the public announcement. Then he had 12 play. He had R. Kelly. He had R, the double CD. He had t um, tp2.com, Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. Then he, when he had his trial, the first trial, he did the Happy People You Save Me, which was almost like a... That was uh, pretty dope. I actually, um, I thought that was the direction he was going to go to. I think, I thought, okay, he's just been, he just been released and he needed to change his direction. And then... You know, there, I'm sure it didn't sell well. And I'm sure the label says, come on, man, we need you back into your raw self. Then he yeah, came with TP3. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Double up. Then he did the edition and everything like that. Um, So, I mean, from, from a... Can't really of, say a favorite album. It's like mm -hmm. I got favorite cuts off of probably like all, of most of them. What you was know, your favorite then? I will say yeah. that I do love the older stuff more than I love the more current stuff. 
Yeah. I did love the the um, Write Me Back one because it seemed like he adapted to like a different style on each song. Like one song, he might sound similar to something that he would have did for Stevie Wonder. And then another mm -hmm. song, sound, he was singing almost sound like Omarion. And another song, he might sound similar to Michael Jackson. So I thought that was very creative. But I was the most fan. I'm most, most people, I'm a fan of them when they first come out. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that raw. That's that hunger. That's the songs yeah. that they had. Like you said, that's the songs that they wrote in high school or him. I remember him saying that he was homeless at one point. So he used to sit in the subway station with a keyboard and sing. It's a, it's a um, special that came on BET. I've seen it on online, but I don't know if it stays up on YouTube because sometimes people get copyright claims and stuff comes down. But I was able to catch it once. He was in the subway singing about cheese toast, like a grilled cheese sandwich. He used to making a song <laughs> about that. So like that hunger, you feel that hunger on the first earliest project. So I yeah. know that uh, Kelly and Public announcement I love and I love 12 Play like as a whole album. Like yeah. those. But then the other ones, it was a lot of creative stuff. Like who else would it come up with the whole Trapped in the Closet series <laughs> and stuff like that. It got to the point where I lost track. I couldn't even keep up with all <laughs> of them. Yeah, the original did. concept was dope to me. After a while, he went left and right and up and down a couple of times and lost me. But the original concept, I was definitely digging and definitely a fan of that. And so, it was uh, the one, Sex in the Kitchen, by yeah. the Butter Rose. We'll be making love to the restaurant was closed. That, man, come on, man. <laughs> well, you know, as I, as I mentioned, we, 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 we're talking about because you know he he did a lot of stuff for you know alone from with michael for michael jackson mm -hmm. contagious for the isley brothers mm, um, yeah. let's, let's lay together um a friend of those talking scarf that was me and my little brother used to sing that man that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's lay together, let's lay together. Yeah. a friend of mine with kelly price he um oh yeah um fortunate for maxwell people forget that life yeah. case life yeah, yeah, life, life. Um, mm -hmm. Casey, you know, Joe doing them still sing the mess out of that. You catch him live. Yeah, he needs to be. He needs help as much because unless he gets help, he can. Other people are victimized. Because that's one thing that I can, you know, like identify what you said. Like sometimes people really do need help, and a lot of times, sometimes to other people, you're more beneficial. What they say, broken people. So only people, some people are mad when you fix your brokenness because you're no longer beneficial to them. Like. Jingling, baby. Go ahead, Daddy. You're jingling, baby. Go ahead.